Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you with us today. Hey, before we get started with the word today, I really want to invite you to be a part of our All In Night and Vision Sunday. All In's on Wednesday, the 2nd of March. Vision Sunday, Sunday, the 6th of March. This is the time where I'm going to be sharing the vision and what we're doing for this year. Personally, God really spoke to me about six months ago about what we're going to be doing this year, what we're talking about these days, and I really want you to hear it from me firsthand. So be a part of it, whether it's on site or online. We look forward to seeing you there. But right now, we're going to get into the Word. Right now, 2 Corinthians 9, it says this. Uh, Now he who supplies, speaking of God and speaking about you, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that, on, so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You know, there are definitely hurdles to understanding and walking in the blessing that God has for us. And all these hurdles aren't God-related All these hurdles are us-related. There are years of experiences, of lies, of cultures, of hurts, and of mess that have to be healed and have to be unraveled and have to be rewritten and have to be reborn. And is not faith a journey of undoing the wrong things, if you like, and uh, bringing them into the new things? The old is gone and the new has come. God has incredible blessing and seed and resource and provision for you, but these are not, uh, the, the limit. there is no limitation and the limitations that we do experience, they aren't God problems, they are our thinking problems. You know, Romans, it says, be transformed by the renewing of not God's mind, not God's plan, not God's supply of seed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will experience, then you'll be able to prove What is the perfect will of God? I want to speak about don't limit today. I want to speak about limitations and how we put limitations on God. God never has any attitude or any ability limitations. God is limitless. And today I want to challenge and stir you. And my prayer is that any limitation you have around what you believe in God and what you believe God can do and wants to do and will do will be lifted today that our limitations would continually be transformed, getting closer and closer to the limitlessness of God. You know, the increase that we read about in 2 Corinthians 9, that He will increase, that increase, it happens on our side of the equation. God has no limits. God cannot increase. God transforms us and we are changed so we are increased, so we grow, so we can hold more, steward more, release more. And I want to tell you today, God wants to bless you. No matter how hard the season you are in, God is blessing you. No matter how challenged you are, how pruned you feel, how forgotten you feel, God hasn't forgotten you. God is still blessing you and God still has abundant, limitless resource that He wants to send your way in your career, in your ministry, in your relationships You serve a limitless God. You know, uh, it was Christmas and our family at Christmas time, uh, we got so many people come around for Christmas that rather than have kind of like have to bankrupt your life to buy a present for everyone, we've kind of over the last year or two introduced this 
Uh, it's, it's quite a psychologically damaging game where everyone brings a little small present that's got to be pretty cool, a pretty kind of niche little gift. And it's everyone pulls these presents and draws out a card and person number one can pick out a gift. And then person number two can pick out a gift, but if they don't like that gift, they can steal the gift of person number one. Person number three takes a gift. If they don't like their gift, they can steal from someone else's gift. And basically, it brings your family to war, but we love it, it's fantastic. And basically, the last person has the choice of any of the gifts that have come before. Anyway, recently, we're in this family, this Christmas in this family, and, uh, and Suki, uh, our little girl, uh, was part of it for the first time. Anyway, someone picked a gift early on that her, she said, because she doesn't know what to say and not what to say, she's like, I love that present. I want that present. I wish that present was mine. And, uh, you know, family's family. But what followed for her was this roller coaster of emotion as this present came into her hands and out of her hands and how it came into mum's hands. Surely if mum's got it, I'll get it. And then it was taken from mum by someone else. And this gift ricocheted around the room and Suki's going from joy to despair to excitement to pain. And I'm watching her, but little did she know that dad had the final card of the whole session. And so daddy got the most brownie points he can ever score. And at the last round, when she thought, I'm not gonna get that little green watering can, daddy came with the final card and he stole that present from whoever took it from her and he gave it to her. Man, I'm still living off the brownie points. But I tell you, it kind of can feel a bit like that when it comes to the promises of God. You can feel like sometimes it's right here and then sometimes think, I've missed out. Then think, it's surely it's going to come to my life this way. And then it gets delayed or distracted or you're disappointed. You don't understand how it's happening, what's going on. But little do you know that God's got the winning card. Little do you know that your heavenly Father has everything needed to finally bring it to you in its proper time, God is in control. He has no limitations, so don't put any of your limitations onto Him. Number one, the first thought of four today, number one is don't limit the who. Don't limit the who. Don't limit who God can bless you through. Now, there are definitely people, key relationships that should be a source of blessing for us. You're Parents should be a source of provision and blessing for you. Uh, employers or customers, uh, whoever you interface with, should be a source of blessing for you, whether it's through getting a wage, a salary, whether it's getting income from customers, but they should be a source of blessing for you. Our government should be a source of blessing for you. And whatever you think of the government, personally, in your opinion, we would all agree that we do live in a prosperous, great nation where healthcare and, and, and infrastructure, and there is so much that's made available to us that people, our, our parents, our families, our employers, our customers, our government, they should all be incredible blessings to us. They are a great who that blessing come to us through. But I want to remind you that God is bigger than even those people that are clearly uh, sources and vessels of blessing for you. God is even bigger than them. 
We're taught in Scripture not to have an inclusive, uh, sorry, an exclusive, inward-focused social circle, but to be a person who is continually opening up our lives to others. Being hospitable is core to the Christian faith. Why? Because we can be a source of blessing to others, but as we constantly are inviting people into our sphere, we're continually opening the sources that God can bring into our lives. The Word even says that if you're hospitable, some of you will even entertain angels and not even realize it. I want to remind you today that your source isn't your boss. Your source isn't your parents. Your source isn't uh, uh, the, the things that come into your bank account, the checklist of ways that you've received finance or you've received encouragement or you've received provision. Those ways are a blessing and they are God-given and they're awesome and we should be faithful and honouring with them. But let that not be a limitation of how God can bless you. God is already sending strangers. God is already sending new people. God is already sending new friends. God is already sending bigger relationships to bless you and provide for you. But if your head space and heart space is only occupied by the who that you know, you're gonna miss out. You're gonna rob yourself of all these other ways that God will bless you. The challenge, the question I have for you today is, It's really hard to say, who is the new who? Who is your new who? And if we're sitting here next week, the week after, the week after, if we talk again in six months time and you've got the same who's in your life, I would suggest that you are living too small and God wants to bring new people into your life. Don't let the last two, three years of what's happening in society affect your generosity of spirit where you're saying, God, you have limitless people, limitless avenues to bless me. I want to create a life and a space and a heart that continually creates new who's. I want to be a who for someone else. And I always want to make sure I'm open-minded, open-hearted to have as many of your who's in my life as possible. So be open. Be a person who brings down your walls. Be a person who forgives. Be a person who's brave. Be a person who understands that God is sending divine connections your way. There are always new who's in Jesus' name. Number two, don't limit the who, don't limit the number two, the how. Don't limit the how. God's message is sacred. It is timeless. Since the beginning of time, God has been about relationship. Today, He is about relationship. To the end of time, he will be about relationship. He sent his son Jesus for relationship. God's message is sacred. The gospel is sacred. The message of Jesus dying on the cross for your and my sin to give us forgiveness. It is a timeless, sacred, eternal message. The gospel is sacred, but its delivery method isn't. The gospel is sacred, but the method isn't. Uh, The President of the United States flies in a plane, you've seen it in movies, seen it on the news, and that plane is famously called Air Force One. And it is, and I don't know what any of these numbers mean, it is a Boeing 747-200B. Ah, check out that, 747-200B, I don't know what it is. But you, you know, that's what the famous Air Force One is, and the President gets in there, President Biden gets in, Air Force One, 747-200B. But 
you know, there are other times where the president gets in a smaller plane, a 757-200, and it's called Air Force One. There are shorter trips and even shorter journeys that he will get in on a really sometimes quite small plane, and it is called Air Force One. Why? The plane isn't special, but who it's carrying is. The same way, the method isn't special, but the message is. Imagine a pilot in, the, an, a, a, in an old plane uh, that had been called Air Force One. Pilot president gets in another plane, it gets called Air Force One. Imagine the older pilot getting frustrated, getting cranky, saying, hey, no, I'm Air Force One. I'm the special one. I'm sacred. All the military, all the staff would look at him and say, hey, buddy, your plane was never that special. Your plane was never that significant. It was only made special by who it was carrying. Christians, especially Christians who've been knowing Jesus for a long time, can actually get into that trap and think that a method is special. Methods aren't special, the message is. Methods get their specialness. Methods become sacred because of what they carry. Friends, I want to encourage you, don't limit the how. God, you're blessing me this way, through my wage, through an inheritance. My method is mapped out. And God says, no, I want you to understand, if you, if you define and limit me to certain methods, you are missing out on the fullness, the limitlessness of what I want to bless you. Your wage isn't big enough for all of God's seed. Your parents' inheritance isn't big enough for all of God's seed. The Word says that He will continue to increase your store of seed more than your wage, more than your inheritance, more than the methods you can figure out and understand God has incredible, sacred seed for you and it surpasses the humanistic methods that we understand. Methods change, methods innovate. The message doesn't but God's always got fresh new methods. So don't limit the how. Stand back and say, God, you can bless me through anyone, the who, but you can bless me through any method, the how. Don't limit God to one method. It's great preaching. Number three out of four, don't limit the when. Don't limit the when. The who, the how, and the when. You know, so many uh, miracles, especially in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, are associated with a time problem. They have, some of them start with a suddenly, and some of them involve Jesus seeming to arrive too late. There's a suddenly, too soon, or there's a delay, too late. I wonder why God does that. I wonder why in our lives He moves when we're not ready, or when He moves past the 11th hour when we're really freaking out, when we're really feeling that journey of faith. It's because God knows the perfect time for everything. Ecclesiastes 3 says there is a time for everything and we read the list. There's a time for reaping, a time for sowing, there's a time for war, a time for peace, a time for scattering, a time for gathering. We read it. Basically, it's to teach us that there is a perfect heavenly appointed time for every event, every provision, everything that God's doing. There is nothing chance or luck. He's got destiny attached to everything that he's doing in our lives. But in verse 11, it says this, he has made everything beautiful in its time. And he has also set eternity in the human heart. No one can fathom 
what God has done from beginning to end. When you say, God, you must bless me by 1 p.m., you're saying literally God, what God has at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m. isn't good enough. God says, if you will trust me with the timing and understand that I can bless you whenever, on any occasion, you are starting to tap into the limitlessness. Don't limit God to timing that only you and I can see. It's scary. It's a real sense of faith and releasing control. But when you say, God, you can bless me whenever you want, you start to understand it's not it, it, that God will move in ways that we don't understand. But God wants to bless you in limitless ways. Lastly, don't limit the where. Don't limit the where. You know, in Acts 2, we read about the upper room and it was a stone room that the believers were in. And I've been to Jerusalem and been to what the tour guide said, this might be the upper room. I know that there was a tour guide in a room next door saying exactly the same thing. The principle being, there's nothing special about these stone rooms, but these special stone rooms became special, not because of what they were, but because they were filled with the purpose of God. Imagine being one of those people who said, no, nope, God can't move in this room. I'm not going to wait seven weeks for the presence of God to come. I'm going to go back to the tabernacle. I'm going to go to the places that have been recognized and labeled as the places of God. And God can only show up here. They would have missed out on the introduction, the imparting of the Holy Spirit. Don't be a person who says this space can't be used by God, rather be a person who brings God, brings the kingdom to any space and says, God, you can bless me through anywhere in Jesus' name. Don't limit God, don't limit the who, don't limit the how, don't limit the when, and don't limit the where. You serve a limitless God who has sacred, limitless amounts of seed to provide for you. The limitation isn't a God problem. The limitations are an us problem. And as we continue to be challenged in our faith and stretch in our faith and put our hope in Jesus and say, Jesus, change me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Let my mindset be transformed. We start to understand that God can bless us far greater through different who's, different how's, different when's and different where's and we can start to experience the abundant blessing of God. You know, I want to encourage you, friends. Religion would say there is a way to eternal life, and that is through method. Religion says you've got to do these things, work this way, behave this way, and that is how you get to eternity. That is how you get to forgiveness. But I want to tell you that all of history is filled with billions of stories of people who have thought that the method for salvation was works and they have all come up short because God doesn't work through your and my work because our good works are, we know, entirely outdone through our sin, through our flaws, through our mistakes, through our mess. The limitless, miraculous way for you to get that inner peace, that eternal destiny, the forgiveness of God is through Jesus. I want to encourage you today Stop looking to the method for peace that you've been seeking. Stop looking for that method of eternity that keeps coming up short. Your mess can only find forgiveness. Your sin can only find forgiveness through Jesus. You don't need to work harder. Stop trying. You don't need to try to fix things up. 
you can't. You, you can't get rid of the burden you're carrying. It will only keep returning. It's only Jesus. And that's when it comes to trust. That's when it comes to faith. If you don't know Jesus for the first time or again, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray that you would experience His limitless forgiveness today. Let's pray, dear Jesus. I pray for those who today for the first time or again are getting their lives right with you. And I pray that your forgiveness, your grace and your love would fill their lives today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.